There are books, and there are adult books. Adult books are sold in private, but sometimes what happens in private affects what happens in public. So those adult books need to be put on display so that people can get to the truth and so that adult bookstores can stay in business. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, my name is uh, Clark McCarthy, and I'm, I'm sitting here with Owen Ingmar. How are you doing, Owen? I'm doing uh, fairly well. Um, <clears throat> yeah, not much to report over here. Um, I, I, as you know, and as the listeners know, um, I'm still uh, working. Um, with a company on uh, DIY um, candy making um, and uh, that has been I've, I've seen some real uh, progress lately um, uh, I've been sort of crystallizing just about anything uh, in a high fructose corn syrup uh, mold. Um, so I would say, uh, a rough estimate is 35 to 45% of the stuff in my apartment, uh, is now quote unquote edible, um, uh, and candy. Yeah. Uh, listeners at home can't see this, but there is a beautiful, uh, what I believe is a castle made out of an old Folgers can. Yes. Yeah. Good. Uh, it is a castle. Um, it's replicated, uh, off of one of the castles from game of Thrones. Um, uh, I, um, used, uh, Brian's um, HBO Go account uh, to catch up on Game of Thrones and found a striking castle uh, to model, um, to use as a model for this uh, coffee can candy castle. Yeah, and it's absolutely exquisite. Um, For people who don't know, we have uh, been getting into uh, Brian's uh, social media and and his accounts uh brian notoriously was very bad at account security most of his passwords were brian lind um so we've been getting in there um owen set up he really he took what i would describe as a dud account and turned it into a stud account because oh thank you very much yeah no problem i mean the he almost immediately got a sponsorship with a DIY candy company. Um, they are blowing up. I think they're up to uh, 386 followers on their account. That's pretty impressive because they started. That's at, correct. At what? 53. Um, 53. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, sorry, go on. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, and the connotations that, that this company had, that this product was made, was made for making homemade meth are gone. No one's talking about mm-hmm. that. No one's bringing nope. it up. Um, no. And it's all candy you can make in your bathtub. Exactly. Um, and if you want to follow it on Instagram, uh, it is uh, at suck it. Um, uh, that's S U four X's uh, I T. Oh, and and I think uh, the fact that you got the WWF Road uh, Wrestler Road Dog to sponsor is just beautiful synergy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really incredible. I mean, he thought it was for uh, the meth, um, so he was a little upset when he found out that we were just making candy. Uh, but uh, that contract was ironclad, so we've got him as a sponsor, uh, even though it's not the product he initially wanted to sell. But um, that's where I'm at. Uh, so. Um, yeah, come on over and have a lick of uh, any of the stuff in my house because um, I can't go anywhere because I'm still on parole, <laughs> uh, house arrest. Um, what about you? How are things? Uh, last we talked, you were maybe looking to get off a of house arrest. Well, um, I'm proud to say that while I'm not fully off house arrest, I do have an ankle monitor that allows me to go much further than before. So I might be able to take you up on having some of that delicious candy. Um I was able to, I mean, the rapport I have with my parole officer is unmatched. She's, she's telling me ways I can improve my life. And I'm just like, Hey, here's some ways maybe you can improve your life and be a greater thing to society. And you know, she appreciates that. She appreciates. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's if I know anything about women in authority, they love hearing how, uh, they can make their lives better from um, people uh, below them in status. Absolutely. Absolutely. She, you know, I'm telling her like, Hey, you know, if you're going to be a parole officer, maybe do it this way. (laughs) (laughs) So that's going really well. I think, you know, I'm not going to say in five years wedding bells, but maybe who knows? Maybe Um, there's that. And then I'm excited to announce as well that I have. um, So, uh, I mentioned it a few weeks back. I had um, was taking some online karate classes, and oh right, yeah. And I started a. Um, I was doing home home karate training before that, and I had made it up mm-hmm. to brown belt. Well, I finally got black belt. Uh, you did yes. Um, I was a I was a tough. I was a tough taskmaster, but I put myself through the ringer and I became a black belt. And uh, so I decided to start my own online karate school. Um, or should I it's say? It's online. Yes, online. So it's all filmed in my Sorry, apartment. I interrupted you. What were you going to say? No, you're fine. It's all online. Um, and it is, of course, as you know, the central focus of my martial art is the baseball bat. And so... You know, it's about concealing the baseball bat, when to use the baseball bat, how to use the baseball bat for self-defense. It's not just an offensive weapon. Maybe somebody's That's swinging right. a, a fist at you. You use a baseball bat, the thick end of a bat, to block that fist. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So you can bat bullets down to the ground, uh, <laughs> knock them out of the sky. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if somebody's trying to run away, you can throw that bat, hit them at the legs. They fall down. Um, and you take the second bat because you should have two bats on you at all times. Um, you take that other bat. Now you're holding it over them. You're waiting for the authorities to come and protect, you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited that uh, we're looking to get our first subscriber any day now. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think everything's going pretty well. And this investigation is it's heating up. It's heating up. Um, as you know, I found, uh, Brian's diary. Um, a lot of it mm-hmm. is coded language, so I don't really understand a lot of it. Maybe you can, you're sort of more of the Brian expert. You've sort of been able to get into his mind. You might be able to yes. pages. I'll send some of that over to you and see if, you know, please do please. I'd love to, um, you could probably just post his diary pages, <laughs> Uh, right up on his Facebook uh, page. Um, <laughs> no, that makes total sense because I hate going through the Gmail and like trying to, you know, scan in certain pages and email and it's like, oh, that file's too big. Yeah, we should just post it all up on the Facebook. And then yeah. You can just share it that it, way. And the bigger we get, we don't want to suffer a Sony hack, you know? So uh, we should avoid the emails and just post his journal entries to a public for. Yeah. The the less people are interested in going into my email, the better because there are personal mm-hmm. information in there, you know. I have some opinions on where I think the Men in Black franchise is going, and I don't want that online surely to God. So, yeah. Um <laughs> I think this is honestly, I think uh, I'm going to take a a uh optimistic guess and say we figure this out um in six weeks or less i think that's excellent i i i i for sure see that happening well owen um i don't want to delay this any further we have a monumental guest on today uh, Mm -hmm. and uh why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us your relation to the case Hey, how's it going, everybody? My name is Rudy Jr. Me and my father, we own the uh, the largest adult bookstore in the state. Very proud of that. We built it from the ground up. And uh, Brian was one of our loyal customers. We always saw him all the time. Love him so much. Um, Rudy Jr., thank you so much for being on the show. Of course, of course. Yes. You claim to have known Brian very well because initially you reached out to us uh, and we hadn't we hadn't come across any information that Brian was a regular, that you were even remotely connected to him, but you insist that you know him very well. Um, and, uh, that you've got some pivotal information. Oh, to share. Of, with of us, course. Correct? Of course. I, I, you know, I know Brian. Well, of course I know everybody in the whole state. Well, uh, I'd say everybody's a regular at my place. Everybody comes in, they, they're treated like family. I love them. I know what they like, what they don't like. I direct them. I mean, of course, of, of course, I know Brian. I know everybody. I'm like the, I'm like the mayor of this place, you know? Uh, Rudy, I, I have to, I have to say, uh, Brian's brother, Ryan does work for you. And just That's off correct. the bat, um, I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm going to lay in with a hard question. Are you prepared for this hard question real quick? Right off the bat. I'm, I'm always prepared for anything. I've learned that the hard way. Go ahead. Okay. Well, 
So Ryan's or Brian's brother Ryan mentioned that you you and Brian had a confrontation because Ryan was giving away free adult books to his brother. And you were mad and you said, I'm gonna kidnap you. Is that true? Uh, first of all, I am extremely angry that this information leaked. Uh, second of all, I would never have said, I'm going to kidnap you. That's not how I talk. That's how my father talks. And there's a clear difference between the way that I talk and the way that my father talks. Okay. My father is a babbling idiot who talks in like a self-constructed English that's like like a rat from New York, something like that. I don't sound like that. So I never in my whole life say I'm going to kidnap you. But here's the deal. The truth be told, our policy is if, if you give away content, we will punish the, the, the person responsible Oftentimes, the punishment is solitary confinement within my estate, which I don't always live at, but there are portions dedicated to, I don't even want to call it punishment, the rejuvenation, the revitalization of our employees and the people that have tried to tear down what I've built up. Of course, of course, I got to make what's right. So, I mean, that's, that's what I meant with that. And I would just, uh, if you don't mind, if you could tell me exactly who told you this information, how they told you, and if their phone number, email address, and address, I would greatly appreciate that because I will find it out sooner or later. Okay, Mr. Uh, well, let's just say Rudy Jr., I- I'm not going to reveal my sources um, I believe I actually did at the beginning of the question and you might've talked that information straight out of your head, but I'm not going to reveal it again. Cause it sounds like that person's in danger now. Uh, you know, often uh, when someone is, is shoplifting or taking merchandise, you just call the authorities, but it seems like you have some sort of prison in your mansion. Is that the implication there? Well, here's the deal. The, uh, I don't believe in handling anything, not myself. So I handled everything myself. Uh, once I didn't get a pizza delivered to me. So I set a pizza store on fire. <laughs> I, I do, <laughs> I do things my way. I build up, I tear down, I take vengeance. So just to, you ordered a pizza to be delivered to you. That's correct. It didn't show up. So then you went to the pizza place and set it on fire? You know, it sounds more calculated the way you say it. Uh, but yes, one thing led to another. And by the end of the night, the pizza store was up in flames. Of course, there was conversations and conflicts when I arrived, but things that's how things okay. go and just hypothetically yeah can i ask what would be behind a threat of i'm a gonna kidnap you uh as kidnapping is usually used to withhold somebody for money so if someone is gonna kidnap like how is that used 
menacingly. I know that you didn't say it, but it seems like maybe in your circle of peers or friends or family, what what do you think is behind a threat of I'm going to kidnap you? Of, of course. So I, I'm a student of all authority figures in life. I've studied pirates. I've studied. <laughs> I've studied jailkeepers. I've studied uh, the United States Army, among other armies, and I've devised a system of punishments, uh, or should I say, areas of improvement, to really inspire my employees, and oftentimes kidnapping, or as I like to call it staying with me for a bit, you know, is reserved <laughs> is reserved for times where either my personal things have been stolen, my company things have been stolen, assets have been distributed without my knowledge. It really comes with things that happen I, that I didn't really know about. So when something happens like that, I'll usually kidnap somebody or, you know, the, the way other way I say it. So Rudy, I appreciate okay. your candor. I'll say that. Thank you very much for being so candid about this. Oh, of course. You're not going to yes. say my name, right? Uh, so tell us about the bookstore. You said you're friends <laughs> to everyone in town. Can you just tell us a little bit about that relationship you've developed with the community? Absolutely. I, um, I believe that the adult bookstore should be the new Starbucks. It should be, if Starbucks is the third place, we should be the fourth. This is the place where you meet. This is the place where your business deals happen. And I'm trying to create an environment where anybody can come in, any age, any background, doesn't matter. You can come into the bookstore and you can feel at home. And I've really just, I've, I've had community events all over the city. We do food drives for people for low, for people with low income. We've- oh, That's uh, nice. Yeah, you know, I, I try to help out the community in big ways. Uh, we, we, we've, we've done a lot to invest in the uh, uh, different preschools throughout the state and the city because I strongly believe that our children in the future, you got to take care of them. And I'm trying to create uh, a place and an environment where I'm shaking hands, I'm saying hello, and people see me and they see my face and they don't necessarily see, wait, that guy kidnapped my friend, but they see that guy paid for my kids preschool and they're going to college now. Well, I think you have a lot of beautiful programs available, but they're not without controversy. I know your book drive got some pushback because it was called uh, Tits for Tits for Books, I think was yeah. the name. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you could have thought about that title. Like, that seems like the first thing on the top of your head. You yeah, because also now that I'm saying it out loud, Tits for Books isn't like exchanging food for for books that's just it should have been tits for food i guess or tit books for food yeah so the thing is the, the the way the drive worked is if you show me a tits you get a book oh, okay <laughs> okay yeah. so that's the that was the structure and so and really all i'm trying to do is invest in the women of our world you know one person at a time Okay. No, go on. Uh, uh, well, I was going to say, I feel like we haven't really even touched on Brian very much. Uh, now, <laughs> um, uh, 
Uh, it seems like mostly so much we've so far we've been promoting your bookstore. Uh, and I'm curious as if uh, as to your relationship to Brian and um, if you could give us any sense of, uh, you know, to, uh, to be clear about it, like what might have happened to him uh, leading up to his disappearance, uh, since you know him and the community so well, if you saw any early signs of trouble or um, anything that you think seems suspicious or could have led to his disappearance. Yeah, of course. You know, Brian was a close friend of mine. I saw him all the time. He came into the store about three times a week. A lot of times just to say hello. But by the, towards the end of his disappearance, he was coming in less. And I... (laughs) And I thought that was a little bit strange because I know how much he loves the bookstore and I know how much he loves certain aisles. And by the way, I will never, ever disclose particular interests that is that is against the code of uh, the way I do things. So he stopped coming in. And so I thought that was a little bit strange. That is a little bit out of the ordinary. But I thought maybe. Who knows? He's doing a month, you know, where he doesn't, you know, go to stores like the kind of stores I have. I thought it might have just been a month kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like a month thing where you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like a, like a, we do 30 days and you maybe, maybe take a month and you, you don't really go in that kind of a store. You know, you know what I'm saying? So for like maybe a month, you kind of stop doing a thing okay no we get it we get it you i think you're implying like a no fap november yeah, sort yeah of something, like that. yeah okay, something like yeah. that okay yeah <laughs> yeah so oh i didn't get it <laughs> i get it now so that, i was thinking maybe he's taking a month off anyway so he disappeared but um that was really the, the most alarming thing and then of course i heard about the disappearance and um yeah, I mean, we, we've done everything we can to help find them. All the preschools are looking. All the uh, the tits. For- the preschools are looking? Well, we- I assume you mean the preschool teachers are looking. You surely don't have kids out there looking. <laughs> no, there's, there's, kids, there's children uh, looking. <laughs> um, Rudy Jr., you have to know that's a bad idea, right? <laughs> to have I don't know. Kids on the street looking for a man? I, I mean, we, we haven't charged them to go out into the city, but, you know, we have given everybody Polaroids to, so they can see what this guy looks like. And I don't know. Why Polaroids? <laughs> why, why do you have Polaroids of Brian? <laughs> I had, I, I'm, a, I'm into film. I'm into photography. And I've recently got into Polaroids, and I've been doing that thing where someone comes to the store, I take their picture on a Polaroid. It actually has not been going that well. Because usually, you know, when you go into like a house or something, there's like, look at the Polaroids. Everybody's been inside. A lot of people don't really want to be associated with my store. I understand. But I'm trying to change that image. Anyway, I have a Polaroid of Brian. And I was handing that around for maybe anybody could see him. I'm trying to help. What are you guys doing? Well, we're we're investigators. We're investigating this. And we're, we're coming at it from a lot of angles. So I don't think we have to justify our... <laughs> anything we do but i i will say um i i guess i understand where people are coming from because i've seen 
like a photograph of your wall of favorite customers. And it seems like a lot of shamed, sad people putting their hands over their face, like not wanting this photo. And then you, you, you put down a lot of the information I think that was available on their credit card. So like their name and maybe their address. And like, it's a lot if people are, you know, looking to purchase some discreet erotica. Yeah. You know, I understand. Um, I use uh, security like questions to get to know people. And I thought it'd be fun if we knew each other intimately. Um, I want to create a family environment. And that's all I'm trying to do. But we're really, we've really been on the lookout for Brian. And the way that I, I kind of uh, structure my business, we just do a bunch of things at once, you know? So everybody just kind of does everything. So the tits for books is looking for Brian. The bookstore is looking for Brian. The food drives looking for Brian. I mean, everything's still happening, but we just all kind of compounded it all on top of each other because we want this. We want him back. That's great. I, I applaud that that effort. Thank you. Um, uh, why? Why? T- the, um, lots of people go missing unfortunately in this country why take it upon yourself to really help brian it sounds like you're very popular uh you've got lots of customers it sounds like brian was coming in mostly to just say hi um why why does this feel so important to you a lot of people in my life walk past me they want something from me the only thing brian wanted from me was friendship if somebody's willing to be my friend, give me the time of day without anything attached. They don't want to be a part of the, the, the drive. They don't want to be a part of the investment. They don't, they just, somebody that just wants to be my friend, I'm going to stick my neck out for you. That's the way I treat my friends. And uh, I'm, I'm sure he'd do the same thing for me. Wow. That's very sweet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we, maybe we pegged you. Maybe I pegged you a little, a little harshly up top and, and, Oh, I pegged you pretty harshly up top. No, 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 no. How would you describe Brian? Was he was he a good man? Like, what would you describe him as? Uh, I I knew him as a great guy. I knew him as uh, as someone that that cared about me. That cared about his girlfriend. Didn't know about the others, um, and cared about <clears throat> his community and the people around him. I mean, this guy was a stand-up individual. And uh, I always saw him as someone that really put his, uh, you know, put, put, put others' interests over himself. And uh, I, I'll tell you this about Brian. If he had multiple secret lovers, he had a reason. And it was not for selfish reasons. I would, I would conjecture this guy was trying to make other people's lives better. That 90-year-old lady, I bet her life was awful till she met Brian. Angelica, she, she, I knew her before Brian, and she was crazy. Now she's crazy, but like directed. And I, I forgot about the other third one you mentioned, but whatever her deal is, I'm sure Brian made it better. Hi. Uh, so, you know, we're learning that Brian had three relationships with women and yet he's still coming to this bookstore a lot. Now I'm not saying you can't do both, but we're, on the one hand, he's bragging about being a proud virgin. And on the other hand, it seems like he has a insatiable sexual appetite. <laughs> Can you help us? 
piece that together? Why my, uh, where, what, what do you think is the truth there? Or do you think that he was lying to his roommate? Um, was he playing these women off of each other? Was there a bigger, what do you think? Without giving away what he was into in the bookstore, we realized that's a confidentiality thing. Oh, hold on. My, since my internet connection is unstable, can you guys hear me? Yes. yes. Let's jump back in. <laughs> so, so I ain't no psychiatrist, but I've recognized in life a lot of times people like to live up to their perceptions. So maybe he was perceived a certain way with his roommate as this like virgin guy. And maybe he felt like he needed to be that guy for his roommate. He didn't want to break the mold in that world. Elsewhere, he might have gotten more loose because at my bookstore, you can do what whatever the heck you want. It is free reign. Live your life. So around me, I saw this extreme cool guy who always wore boots and just lived a dope life. So maybe Brian was just trying to make other people feel more comfortable and not impose his, as you describe it, sexual things on others. Maybe he's just trying to live up to who these people want him to be. What the heck do I know? (laughs) Okay, Rudy, I I think as an investigator, I wouldn't listen. I think you're a good guy. This conversation has really turned a page on you. And and I got to say, I'm a big fan now. I I went in thinking, you know, there's a lot of talk that you're a mobster and that you and your father are mobsters and that you use this adult bookstore to funnel money through from your criminal enterprises. But I think you're a stand up guy. But I will say I have to come back to to the investigative question, which is we know that you and Brian had a conflict uh, not too long before he went missing. Um, it's the, the belief is that he may have taken out one of his paper mache, his tactical paper mache doves and sliced at you. And, um, you know, I want to know what, what led to that conflict? What was the argument? Sure. First of all, I'm furious that you know any of this. Uh, but second of all, <clears throat> Uh, I, I operate the largest and most successful adult bookstore in the state. Third of all, Brian came in and he was, uh, well, I'll just say he was in my pocket spot. And uh, I didn't like that. You know, I didn't like it at all because it's extremely obvious it's my spot because it's got my name on it. And it's actually, fit perfectly for my Mercedes-Benz S-Class. So I think your car wouldn't fit as perfectly in there as mine. I had the the paint measured perfectly, so it'd be exactly, it's just for me. Okay, so, so, hey, Brian, you probably didn't even know you're in my spot. He said, I'll be here for two minutes. I said, well, Brian, I don't really care if you're here for two minutes or two years. That's my spot. <laughs> he said, no, I'm just, I'm just dropping a, I'm dropping a book off. I said, Brian, <clears throat> you know me. He said, he said, uh, get your hand off my shoulder. I said, no. I said, you get, get, get back outside and, and take a car out of lot. 
He said, he said, you're squeezing too hard. I said, well, if you, if you didn't do it, you, you, you put yourself in a situation. And I say he reached in his pocket. I thought he, he was, you know, yeah, you know, you know what people do. You know what I mean? I, you know, like when people are in a bookstore like mine and they put their hand in their pocket, you know, you know, like you sometimes they wear a coat and they'll be in a bookstore like mine and they'll put their hand in their pocket. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Can I, you know I mean? Rudy, can I cut you off here real quick? For a yeah, man who has what I believe to be a 20 foot painting of, I believe just a, a, a painting of a woman's vagina directly behind him. You were very coy about sex. You're, I think you're speaking of masturbation, public masturbation. Am I am I incorrect on this? You got to get yeah, incorrect. That's what I was getting at. Okay, yeah. I just yeah. Okay, great. And <laughs> you thought you your immediate he put his hand in his pocket when you're having this little uh, argument, and you immediately thought he was about to start masturbating. <laughs> yes, which actually, you know, really. Kind of de-escalated the situation because I understand that more than all of a sudden he takes out the paper mache and it looks like like one of those knives, you know, one of those flip knives. I don't know. And he and he cuts me right on the right on the chin. I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kidnap you. <laughs> but as a joke, the way friends say. <laughs> you know how sometimes when your buddy's roughhousing maybe a little bit too much, you go, what the heck, dude? I'm going to kidnap you for that one. Pass the chips. That's kind of the way that I meant it. Okay. Okay. You're So you're saying a good friend of yours sliced your face and then you jokingly told him you were going to kidnap him? Because I, I want to say most of us would be pretty mad in that situation, Rudy. Yeah, well, but it's like uh, brothers, you know? You know how brothers sometimes feud? You know? Anyway, I said I was going to kidnap him. And, and then, then what was his response? He said, no, I remember Vinny and Johnny and uh, Ricardo. And I remember Steven and, and Lucas. He goes, I remember what happened to those guys. No, no, no. I said, get out, you know, get out. And so he got in the car, got out of my parking spot. He Bobby, he uh he reversed so quick, he spiraled out and left marks in the parking spot, which it infuriated me more than anything has in my whole life. Um and then yeah, that was it. That was kind of the end of that. Was that the last time you ever saw Brian? That was the last time. <laughs> okay, your eyes have been darting back and forth wildly as you said that. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure as a good editor, you're going to cut out the dead space. So, no, I don't remember that. <clears throat> what do you think happened to Brian? Well, I I, I think uh, it's been a while since we've heard from Brian. So it does, uh, that does concern me. I'd be interested to see what Angelica thinks. I think she might have some information on this. I wouldn't be surprised though if he's just, uh, you know, kind of got sick of uh, people's expectations being thrown on him and thrust on him, 
and he just kind of wanted to start new. I mean, that's how I got to where I am. I just wanted to start new. So I left where I was kind of unexpectedly and I started new. So I wouldn't doubt that there's, you know, some little paper mache shop somewhere in the country where this guy is just starting fresh. I mean, you know, he's got it in him to do it. I wouldn't doubt if he did it. Do you have a alibi for the period where he went missing? <laughs> Would you put my defining alibi? <laughs> okay. You don't know what alibi means or you want me to actually, because I'll look it up. Hold on. That Let me make sure perfect. I have it. Yeah. I've heard that word often recently and I've been meaning to understand it. Okay. Uh, according to Google, an alibi is a claim or piece of evidence that was elsewhere when an act, typically a criminal one, is alleged to have taken place. And then the and then the sentence is: she has an alibi for the whole of yesterday evening. Oh, also, there's a verb version. Offer an excuse or defense for someone, uh, especially by uh, providing an account of their oh, whereabouts. Okay, I got it. Enough. Um, I heard. I, I've got an excuse. I've got no idea where he is. <laughs> what? Yeah, Hold on. That's my alibi. No, my alibi. No idea. Can I be? Listen, I want to like you, Rudy Jr., but it you seem to be bad at crime. And that as a mobster, it feels like you should be better at this. I, you're not doing yourself any favors by not being able to say he went missing somewhere he between did. the morning and 1 p.m. when he was supposed to meet his brother. And we're just trying to piece together what happened in that time. Well, so I believe with that, that day, he came to my store. We had a little tiff. And then he went missing. Um. I don't know where he is, obviously, because then I tell you. When when we're off of house arrest, would you feel comfortable with us investigating at your checking out your estate? I, oh, oh, I didn't think you were going to say estate. I think you say bookstore. Um, oof, in certain quadrants, yeah, I would love for you to see my estate in certain quadrants. You guys are on house arrest, though. Yeah, for yeah. the time being. I feel comfortable with that. We're, we're alike. Yeah, come on over. Okay, well, when we're off house arrest, we will check out and see if we find any clear clear evidence. Yeah, of course. I just I just want to say, I, I want Brian found more than anybody. This guy was loyal to me. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, first, first of all, Shut your mouth. Second of all, <laughs> who is this guy? Because I'm mad right now. About what? <clears throat> what I just said or that Brian is missing? What you just said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, I, I, we, we're on good terms. I didn't mean to. Uh, I was just throwing out a question. I didn't mean to get you all fired up. Okay. I just, or uh, I was suggesting that somebody else might care a little bit more about his return. Okay. I like the way you packaged that. Yes. I bet his family cares more than me. Okay. Um, 
I love this country. Anything's possible. You know, America. Well, Rudy Jr., thank you for taking the time. Um, I I see we're we're holding you up. It looks like you uh, we caught you midway between uh, cleaning that machete in your hand. So I guess we'll let you get back to that. Um, Owen, yes. do you have final questions or remarks or anything before we let him go? Um, is there a way that we can check out your catalog online if we can't come into your store? Of course you can. And that's a problem with a lot of these brick and mortar stores. They don't offer enough digital options. We are in the digital age running quick. So yeah, all you got to do is go to Rudy Jr.'s love emporium.net and you can peruse uh, the catalog. What we've got to offer. And then if you don't have anything in stock, Oh, go ahead. It's saying for, in order for me to, access your catalog i have to give the top three answers to my most commonly used uh, security (laughs) questions exactly yes that's for our community board wall yeah so don't worry about that (laughs) everybody's done it (laughs) okay and i have to upload a photo of myself to be put on the wall even though i am not even going into the store exactly that's for my personal records it's going to be fun. You're going to love it. You're going to love it here. You really are. It's more than a bookstore. You'll find out. Okay. Rudy, um, you have a tremendous business. Thank Sorry, you. Rudy Jr. Excuse me. Rudy Jr. You have a tremendous business and um, we wish you the best. Um, please, if you do for the record as a, as an investigator, I have to say, if you do have Brian, please don't, um, let him let us know if you're going to let him go first. And uh, please, if you have him on your estate and maybe he's buried or dead somewhere, please uh, don't remove him so we can find him. Yes. I, um, I, I'll see you guys around. Probably not though. <laughs> well, okay. I don't know if Rudy Jr. Understands hey. how can, sorry, go on. I just gonna say, have a good day. <laughs> okay. Oh. And oh, it turns out that painting was a doorway. He just walked <laughs> right into that vagina. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that's the end of the interview with Rudy. Um, although he did not turn off his computer, so I guess we'll just sit and watch and see if anything comes up for a while. But um, he is poking his head out of it as if he's being. It's like watching the birth of a full-grown man. It makes me uncomfortable. It really <laughs> is making me uncomfortable. I don't know if I agree. we're still watching or if he's not sure. He doesn't seem that tech-savvy outside of what I believe is identity theft. Oh, it looks like he left his phone near his computer, which he's coming out to grab. Hey, hey can you guys get out of my computer, for goodness sake? Thank you so much. I've been waiting for you to go. Thank you. Next week on True Deception. Some could say that me figuring this out, that my life is on the line. Some might say that it's imperative, very, very important for me to figure out what happened. Um, otherwise, some, otherwise people might die.